Thanks for coming to hang out with us today. Ruck Up Buttercup is a podcast hosted by Deployed Love. We chat about real things that military families deal with and help you to love the call to action. So you know the drill. Ruck Up Buttercup! Ruck Up Buttercup podcast can be found on all your favorite streaming locations. As well, we are now available on Reese Across America Radio on Fridays at 11 p.m. and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find Reese Across America Radio on the iHeartRadio app, the Odyssey app, and the TuneIn app. Just search the word re. Can't wait to see you there. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Ruck Up Buttercup. We are here with a kind of feels like an impossible episode. We have girls from all across the world today. I'm in Germany. Ashley, of course, is on the East Coast. And then my friend Lynette, who is joining us for today's chat, is clear over in Korea. So we had to really time this so that we were all awake (laughs) in order to do that. So Lynette is up really early. I'm up really late. And Ashley's eating dinner as we talk. So we are all here. But we've been trying to get this episode and finding a guest for this is hard. I think it's hard because as a military who is in the military and a military spouse, when do you have time to sit down and do a podcast? So we were really excited when Lynette was willing to come on and talk to us and give us kind of the experience of not only being active duty, but being a military spouse. And I feel like it's kind of a community that doesn't get talked about and doesn't get a lot of support, I guess, when you're active duty as a military spouse too, and you're trying to do both things. So you can go ahead and kind of introduce Mm -hmm. yourself, your kind of your career through the military and where you are now. Okay, so uh, my name is Lynette and I joined the military when I was um, 19, uh, back in 2008, and it was the army. And uh, let's see, went to basic AIT. My first duty station was uh, in Scofield Barracks, Hawaii, which is where I met Sabrina. And, uh, I actually met her husband first and, um, he was actually one of my first friends. So that was, that was really nice. And I can't believe that we've been friends for as long as we have. I think that's, you know, with all the moving and yeah, it's, it's really a testament to, um, you know, sometimes when you make friends in the army and being a spouse or just active duty, like you have friends for life. I feel so. Um, and then I had my daughter, then we went to uh, Virginia, where I was there for a couple years, and then went to Fort Huachuca, Arizona, where I met my current husband. Um, and we both were dual military uh, for a while. And then we were uh, stationed in Fort Polk, Louisiana. And that's when I took a chapter eight to get out of the army because I was pregnant. And um, now I'm a military spouse and, you know, just following my husband, you know, doing, (laughs) doing the thing. And now we're in Korea. And honestly, it's one of the best things ever to be here. And it was a great decision for me to get out of the army for our family anyway. Yeah. You've done the dual military since you were young. You got married young like we did. So it's like you've done that experience of trying to not only be a parent, but run a career, like have a career that is very, very demanding. Yeah, it it was rough, especially, um, you know, going up through the ranks and then you have more responsibility and then you have a child on top of it. And honestly, just it's trying to coordinate the 
uh, childcare and trying to make sure your schedules aren't impacting a lot, you know, because work is work. So you might miss some things uh, that your child is doing, you know, at their daycare, their school, and then your spouse is also going to miss things. And maybe your kid is not going to have anyone there. And it's really rough as a parent, um, just because like you want to be there, but you can't. And it's not like, you know, it's when you're a civilian, you could just be like, hey, you know, if you have time, can you go to, um, you know, so-and-so school and, and see whatever it is, you know, they got going on. Like, it's just not like that um, when you're a dual military. It's rough. Yeah, it is. And I feel like there's not a huge amount of support for you as the military spouse because they're like, oh, well, no, they're active duty. They're not a military spouse. And so you kind of get like overlooked in that situation too, which is kind of really crappy because you, yeah. need, you need to have other females and other moms to like yes. talk to and to, you know, deal with life. Honestly, that was the hardest part. Um, because it's easy when you're younger and you have, you know, your peers, they're the same rank as you. So, you know, for example, you and I, so I was a, I was a PFC when I met you, PB2, PFC, something like that. And I met you through your husband and then I made other friends. Um, but you were, I think you were like my main like girlfriend. Yeah. (laughs) Air quotes. (laughs) And, um, and it was nice because I had, you know, another, another girlfriend, but then as I'm getting older and more up in the ranks and, um, I don't have that camaraderie with other women because they see me and they're like, oh, you're, you know, you're a soldier. Like, what do we have in common? And it's just like, no, I'm, I'm still a woman, you know, like, I'd still like to be your friends. But then, you know, there is the stigma with women in the military, you know, like, oh, you're going to sleep with my husband. It's like, no, it's really not like that. I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I met you through your husband, but I'd like to be friends with you. <laughs> um, but it was just, it was really hard because I couldn't connect well with other wives. And then um, now as a veteran and just as a pure military spouse, I'm able to connect better with women, with the wives, because I don't, they don't see me as a soldier. Like they don't even know I was in the military until I tell them, you know, and it's, I don't really talk about it a lot just because, you know, it's, I don't, I don't have to, it's not like a, Hey, where were you stationed kind of thing, you know? So yeah, it's, it's a lot better as far as support now that I am just purely a military spouse. That's an interesting like perspective because I've actually heard the opposite side of that from from spouses who have been told really where they feel like they can't connect, but they but it's um like you know a lot of they don't want to connect like they don't feel like they have con- they don't have anything in common with military yeah also dual so I guess the biggest thing is, is you have to just get out there and talk to people. Like, you know, you are a dual, dual military family and you are looking to connect. I mean, the first people are going to have your back are military spouses. Obviously I can never relate to a 
soldier because I've never been a soldier. But, you know, right. be surprised on how many military spouses were prior service. Um, I think like, yeah, my really good friends, military spouse friends were prior service. And mm-hmm. so um, I think it also gives you guys a little bit of a better insight of the inner workings that we all kind of, you know, complain about day in and day out of like, I don't understand. That's how true. This is happening and <laughs> like that. So it's always nice to have that perspective and have that perspective to talk about it in a safe space. Like, obviously, like you can talk to your soldier um, yourself, but they're going to give you a different narrative. Whereas someone who is a spouse and a soldier can kind of be a little bit more on your level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. So I mean, Ed, well, actually, you know, it also helps me to explain that sometimes, um, you know, if, if, and of course I'm not going to be like, stop complaining. Like, no, everyone's feelings are valid. And if you don't understand it, you don't understand it because you haven't gone through it. So, you know, if, if I'm, I just, I have empathy because it sucks and I'm on the other side of it now. Um, you know, cause my husband, sometimes he has to go into work late and sometimes really early. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's just, it is what it is. And although I can, I can understand it like for someone else, if, if they were to complain, you know, Oh, my husband, you know, has to go in, um, you know, like five o'clock in the morning and he doesn't come home till like 2100 at night and he's missing the kids and stuff. And I'm like, you know what? That really sucks. And I, and actually I can kind of complain with him. I'm like, you know, it's probably because the, they're not utilizing their time correctly, not the soldier, but I mean like the leadership, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm sure, I'm sure stuff has to get done and it could get done earlier but they're for whatever reason, just, you know, waiting until later on in the day to be like, oh, hey, by the way, we have this going on, this going on, this going on. So I'm just like, you know what, that really sucks. And, you know, I can, I can have empathy. And, but when it happens to me, I'm just like, well, you know, it is what it is. Like, that's just, that's stupid. But, you know, like, it, I guess it just depends on, like, if it's, my husband complaining to me or if it's someone else and just you know I, I and I think it's really important that you have to remember that everyone's feelings are valid and they're their feelings so like if you if you are complaining that's like get it out I I will be totally fine to talk to and if you want to know you know something or if you need advice I can give you that like way better than someone else can someone who doesn't know because I've I've been through it yeah I think that's why I appreciate having military girlfriends who are in the military yeah you guys kind of have helped me over the years like put a little empathy back towards my husband when I'm pissed off about things because they be like no it it isn't his fault like don't be so upset with him and it's been something that I've enjoyed having that that coming from the other side and like having someone that can say like, yeah, I know it really fucking sucks. Like it really does, but like, <laughs> it's not him that's doing it and you need to right. just like take a chill pill right now. And I, I appreciate that so much. And I, like Ashley was saying, I think most of my friends, my military yeah. friends were prior active duty. Like that's, that's just kind of where I fit in. And I don't know, maybe that's just because we were military spouses really young. And so like, I did make friends with the military mm-hmm. girls. And so I kind of fit in with the military. Yeah, I think it's just more it's just military brat. Yeah, like, I've been around whole... it so long now mm-hmm. that I relate with the military member more than the new spouses anymore. So I think that's kind of that way. But oh yeah. 
Yeah, because when you when you've been through it a bit, and <laughs> I mean, like it's fair, you know, like women, you know that, or I mean, whoever spouses, right? I'm no gender, but like whoever comes in, um, you know, they're they're new, so they don't know how things are working, and so maybe if they go to like a more seasoned, you know, spouse like you, and um, it's. Well, also they they're also younger, so it's a little harder to to connect. At least I've I've also found that because you know when they're really young, they're just they're just young, yeah. You know, and and like so, you you try to you try to like have friends closer to your age, but also you kind of you kind of look back at those you know younger spouses, and you're like, man, I used to I used to be there, like I I totally get it, like being new and you know not knowing a lot and even though I was active duty when I was younger it's still it's the same thing like I still felt new and you know issues I would get so frustrated and my mental health was so bad which was another reason why I decided to get out when I did um just because it's it's hard it's tough yes oh my god yes and you have you have people who are toxic. You have sexual harassment, sexual assault. You have all these issues. And they just, you know, command teams just slap a Band-Aid on it. And they're like, oh, well, we did training. So uh, don't rape people. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah, that'll work. That's going to make no, it that does- It's clearly working. Yeah, <laughs> right. for sure. Right. And I'm sorry, but like every duty station I went to, I had issues with you know men I just you know the sexual harassment alone or just being like talked down to like oh you're just you're just a woman like what do you know it's like well I mean (laughs) I I do know some things I didn't get to where I am by you know we all know the jokes right you know like who would you sleep with to get to the top like no it's not like that um, <laughs> so I just, it's just, it's hard. And honestly, like that was the biggest thing. It wasn't, it wasn't the fact that it was hard to coordinate childcare. It, it also wasn't the fact that, you know, maybe my husband would have to go to the field and I'd have to be back and still have to, you know, take on everything that was going on. Plus my work. No, it was my mental health was severely deteriorating because of the op tempo because I'm still expected as a wife to still not only do my job but come home and take care of the children and cook clean everything you know that an a army spouse does but you know whether they're working or not and I know we there's just not enough time in the day you know, and I'm, I'm a stay at home mom now. My God, I don't have time to do anything, <laughs> you know, and I'm still have to make sure that I'm taking care of everyone and taking care of myself so that I can take care of everyone. But it's just, it's just different because yeah. instead of being sleep deprived, like really bad while being in the the army I'm just sleep deprived because of my kids (laughs) yeah I think that that you coming to being a stay-at-home mom and being in Korea where you can't really work um 
gives you that perspective of like, how did, how did I even do this at that point? Like, you're yes. like, if I am still this stressed out and like, that's me moving to Germany, like giving up my job and the things that I was doing. And I'm still feel like I am continuously doing shit. I'm like, so mm-hmm. how was I doing this at the level I was when you were active duty and you're having to do, yeah. I mean, just the same thing, right? Fight or, fight right. or flight mode. I feel like we just go into yeah. the <laughs> I have to do it. No one else is going to do it. I have to do it. Yeah. Which is super toxic for our health. And I feel like that's military spouses and yeah, specific military spouses because our spouses are gone all the time and leave at random hours. And like you're talking about the schedule changes all the time. We are in fight or flight continuously. I feel like my cortisol levels as the older I get, (laughs) it just gets insane because you're thinking like, I am the only person who can actually fully handle everything that has to do with the house. Like, yes, yes, there are times when he's here and it's nice. It does take some things off of my plate, but I do know that in the long run, I am the one who has to do all of it or it won't get done. And I can't even imagine having to be active duty and your schedule was also asinine and you were still having to try to be the one that fills all those shoes. Like, I can't even imagine how hard it was, especially with kids, like you were saying, missing events and just knowing that that's just part of the job. <laughs> like, and that, that, yeah. Cause we've yeah. talked about that and a I lot as do- spouses, like having to give up our careers because like Ashley lost yes. a job because she couldn't, her kids are sick and you couldn't, oh, but who, no. who has to show up for the kids is always the mom. The right? default, the right. default, mm-hmm. which is the mother. Yeah which I'm sure it's affected your career in some ways, like not being able to advance because there's kids. I mean, and this, your spouse, you see your spouse doing other things and bigger things because they're the dad, right? Like that, I mean, that's unfortunate. No, it is for sure. And um, like when I was, when I was active duty, I was, um, uh, I was an instructor at Fort Huachuca. So I had days that started, uh, I had to wake up at four, gosh, four thirty in the morning to be there by five. Um, DPT class started at eight, and we go all the way to about um, sixteen thirty, uh, seventeen hundred, and then I'd have to come home and, um, you know, uh, do the uh, you know cooking to take care of Rosalie um, and uh, my eleven year old and. Um, <laughs> And like, bless his heart, my husband, <laughs> he had, I gave him a room, right? Cause I had like a four bedroom house. Um, and I gave him a room where he could just, you know, go and play video games. Like it was his man cave. Typical mm-hmm. military man cave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So he could come home, right. After a long day's work. And decompress. And, <laughs> and and go in there, play video games. Meanwhile, I'm doing schoolwork because I was in college and I could only take like one to two classes at a time. And then I would have to cook dinner, clean, um, you know, get Rosalie ready for bed, take care of her when she was sick. Um, there were times when I had to take off work and thankfully I had leadership that was very understanding, but you know, there were times when I had to take off work because I mean, he wasn't going to. And it's just, you know, like it, it just really sucks. I, I don't know, like looking back on it, I don't know how I did it. I really fucking don't. And I mean, I, no, I do. 
I do. I was just stressed and in survival mode, which is mm-hmm. most of my life, honestly, just in in survival mode and always thinking, man, you know what, next week will be better. And it never was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's just the same thing. It's just it is hard because we are the default. Everything goes to us. And oh, my God, like I've got to stop myself because I'm going to get like super mad. <laughs> Well, and I think it's also like important, like, you know, if you have great leadership, because it all comes down to leadership on like whether or not like family, um, when I, you know, most everyone that knows that listens, like I grew up military, I'm a military brat and we were stationed in Germany, um, most of middle school and high school years. And we had, uh, now she was a single mom. Um, but I feel like it's kind of the same type of scenario where, you know, dual military, they have to have a family plan. They have to have this plan of like, you know, if I activate, yeah. if I deploy, where's my child? Who's taking care of my child? And, um, she, um, her daughter ended up same with my family for her, uh, for six month deployment. Um, oh. and that was just because she didn't have, you know, because they were, we were stationed overseas and, um, she didn't want to have to, go back stateside for six months you know my parents were like well she can right. say they were our neighbors they like they can stay with us and that happens quite often like you know mil- we always talk about military tribes like you know find that tribe you know who can help pick up kids or watch your sick kids when you're working yes and I feel like I know the struggle as a military spouse is hard being the parent that is solely responsible for kids and like so yeah you know, I ended up losing a job because I was the only one that could take off when my kids were when my kids were sick. I was the only one that yeah. could, you know, take them to doctor's appointments and things like that. Just because my husband's schedule was just, I can't be there. I'm so sorry. And unfortunately, there are jobs in the military where they're like that. There are some jobs where it's a little bit more lenient. Yeah, you you're off by two every day. Um, every every MOS and every job and every command is different. So. Um, I know we were talking about like young spouses earlier and I used to get so upset when they're like, why do we have to, why does my husband still at work at five? And I'm like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. Why is he still at five? They're like he's usually home by two. I was like, no, my, you know, take the time to spend it as a family, but also know that times change, things change and that they're, it's the army. Like it's unpredictable. So having, I feel like having a tribe, even if you're just a spouse or dual military, like reach out to those other spouses because, you know, they're going to be the one that's going to have your back in the long run. And it might be a weird conversation because I know like I've had so many people who said like, I'm a, I'm a military or I'm, I'm a soldier too, but I'm a spouse and I don't feel like I fit in with the spouses, but you may be a little bit more surprised if you actually get out and talk to other spouses except for, except especially I feel veteran spouses spouses who have been a spouse at, let's say over seven years over seven years you're probably going to find a little bit more in common with them yeah for sure but it's hard because most of the military spouses are young spouses like I feel like as we go up in ranks as like our soldiers go up in ranks there's not as many spouses who are veteran spouses compared to young spouses who are, you know, fresh, fresh into the army military life. They've only been a part of it for one or two, three years. And so 
it can be kind of hard to connect with newbies, but having having a tribe no matter what is important. So. Yeah. So then you transition, you've transitioned into being just a military spouse. And so you're kind of on our end of it now, which is like, yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Like to not, not have to go to work and not have to represent yourself as a military member. Yeah. Although it is nice because I don't have to worry about like, if I want to go somewhere or if I want to put, you know, different nail polish on or, you know, just, just stuff like that. I don't, I don't have all those rules and regulations anymore, which is nice, but yeah, being being a spouse only, it's it's actually I don't know, like it's kind of nice. It is hard though. I will say one of the one of the toughest things is the fact that I have to put my career aspirations and goals on hold. Because yeah, that was the one thing I want to talk about is you were talking about you have big yeah. goals for what you want your career. And I, I know that that's a super challenging thing, like knowing that wherever that career is could change regularly as because mm-hmm. your husband is planning to stay in is he planning to career yeah yeah so you have yeah. a while you know I want to go to law school and become a lawyer and I have to and I have to um take the bar in a state to be licensed in and I can only really be in that state to practice law so right. and I mean it's a it's a whole big thing because we're in Korea now so I think we may be going to Maryland but what if we don't and so it's not like I can look at law schools right now and it's it's a big like application process and I have my bachelor's and uh, I graduated in 21 and it's 23 and I still haven't been able to do anything wait no I I graduated 22 22 I graduated 22 but yeah like I can't I can't do anything with it like I'm just kind of you know, okay. Yeah, and I feel like ultimately it's going to come down to like, (laughs) where do you do your career or your family? Like, like, do you stay here for my career? or Do I continue to move with him for family, which is going to be really hard? Um, Because you're a busy mama. You've got lots of things going on. Yeah, I got I got three kids now instead of, you know, just the one and then the two. And you know, I got I got three kids. And I it's Oh man, it's just, it's really hard. And especially because doing, doing college just online with two kids was rough. Mm -hmm. And now I'm expected to go to law school with, with three small children being the default parent as well. And, um, you know, uh, it's, it's way more difficult than undergrad, you know, and yeah. And then I have to, uh, intern during the summer to get that experience. So it's going to be, I'm going to be working hopefully. And then I just, I hope that it doesn't impact like his, his career doesn't keep impacting mine, but I know it will. So I have to take that with a grain of salt and have to be as flexible as possible. It's so hard. It is. It is so hard. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I graduated in 2010 yeah, and I've had I've my degree kept, for years, and I done... and have kept putting off getting masters, um, yeah, and things like that, just because like I'm just kind of like to me, to me it was I can put all this money in it, but not have the career I want because we move every two to three years, and right to me I was like this isn't really worth at the time I was like I don't I can't take out more student loans that was kind of more my thing was is you know I just take out student loan for something that I'm not using. It just wasn't feasible. It's not, not something I want to do. Um, yeah. 
And, and I sit here and I'm bored and I'm like, and Dustin's doing school. And I'm yeah. like, I could be taking more classes, but like, what's the point? Like, why, why would I get another degree if we're, you know, we're looking yeah. at our five-year plan. We're looking at Japan. We're looking at moving back over here or going to England. And it's like, there's nowhere I'm going to be working. There's no reason for me to put more money, you know, like you're saying into a mm-hmm. degree that I'm not going to use, but Lynette, thank you for coming on. I know you're a busy mama. She, it is early in the morning. Her kids are up <laughs> and she's like, I got to get kids to school. It's a busy day. So thank you for coming on. It's a perspective we've been really, really wanting to have on the show. So we appreciate that. Yeah, no problem. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. No problem. You have a wonderful day. <laughs> thanks. You too. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will catch you guys on the next episode. And like we like to say, rock up, buttercup.